Welcome to Kirti Kundalini Podcast, where we discuss spiritual insights, tips, and tools for exalted living. Now, let me just preface by saying that I am not a doctor, nor am I qualified really in any way to be giving you advice, medical or otherwise, but I'm here to share a candid discussion about my own journey through trauma recovery and emotional energetic healing. On this podcast, I'll be sharing with you an ideological perspective guided by my own interpreted inspirations. What is she talking about? Tune in, you'll find out. These inspirations have and continue to give me relief from suffering and the tools to live a life I love. My name is Leah Gibson. Welcome. All right, guys, welcome back to Kirti Kundalini Podcast. This is episode 2.2. So this is the second counterpart to the episode, which I started with part one, the informational component. I talked a lot at you guys, a lot of ideas, channeled insights broken down. In this second counterpart, I'm going to take a minute and recap some of the information that I gave you. I know it was a lot. And then we'll transition into the teaching for this episode, which is one of my favorites. It's something I kind of innovated in conjunction with the Kundalini exercise. As I briefly mentioned, I find it to be incredibly versatile and really effective. So I hope you do too. Okay, so let's jump into the recap. So to recap the informational segment of the previous counterpart to this topic, it was a big theme. And as a follow-up to the first podcast episode, which was essentially on the idea of soul speak, of recognizing deeper sensory sensations as information from our higher energetic self, how to recognize those aggravations on a deeper level as communication and an opportunity to redirect. So this being episode two, a deeper dive into the idea of how to recognize these sensations as information and as an opportunity to reassess, reconnect, and redirect our course of action. This is so important for me. I am so excited about talking about this topic in particular because it is truly the opposite of a term that you may or may not be familiar with called spiritual bypassing. Oh man, <laughs> spiritual bypassing and all of the culture around it really has gotten under my skin. It's, you know, the sort of not to be negative, overly negative about it, but it's sort of like the toxic positivity that we can see splashed around social media, overemphasizing the ideas of hustle culture and working through our sensations, our pains, the importance of being positive all the time. I truthfully feel like it's a little bit of the law of attraction, but particularly gone awry by a degree or two, maybe cultivating the idea that we can never allow ourselves to sit in comfortability with our negative feelings. While positivity is, of course, a really healthy state of being, we want to get there. Like we want to allow ourselves to arrive there. In future episodes, I will talk more about the idea that my guides have taught me about energetic attunement. And it is attuning our energetic resonance to the next step ahead of us as we gear change. I've talked a bit about this before. That being said, it's a process. And we, through our consciousness, through the attention of our focus and attention, and through our commitment, which yes, 
this episode is devoted to. The idea of commitment in two ways, the commitment of our command of attention and focus and the commitment to showing up with this devotion, delivering it to the task at hand every day. None of this is avoidance. (laughs) None of it is spiritual bypassing. None of it is shelving our feelings, our deeper sensory sensations, as we now recognize them to be soul speak, none of it is avoiding this important information. It's about alchemizing the energetic pathway. So I'm getting excited. When we feel those deeper aggravations, it is again an opportunity to reassess our patterns and habits, reconnect to our higher energetic self and redirect. Now, I talked about this in the know-how, how do we do it? Well, it's an opportunity to, and it's an invitation to hit the meditation mat, which is particularly why I'm so passionate about sharing these tools with you guys on this podcast and in all of my teachings, sharing the know-how, how do we get there? Tools that allow you to arrive in the neutral state, perceive through the neutral mind, delivering your focus and attention to the state of shunya, the zero state. Shunya is that place where we meet our higher energetic selves. It is the focal point, the meeting place in yogic terminology where we merge the personality thinking mind to receive transmissions of information, inspiration, intuition, and guidance from our higher energetic selves. That's done by meeting in shunya. And then When we query our higher energetic self in this neutrality, we open ourselves to receive the transmission of guidance through an inspired action that the guides have delivered to me as an idea called Right Action. Right Action with a capital R-A. Capitalization, meaning it's a gift from our divinity. And then once we have this inspired, delivered idea of Right Action, the action to take in honor of our query to redirect and right path ourselves to deliver our true nature in authentic self-expression, which essentially is, I mean, not to get too big about it, but it is our destiny moving through us. Our destiny moves through us in this way when we authentically self-express in the name of service, in the name of servicing the highest good. And because we are never excluded from what's in service of the highest good, it's going to feel really good to ourselves. And this is often how we recognize the reception of the inspiration of right action, because it feels good. The idea comes and it's like, oh my God, this feels great, of course. Okay, so then what happens? Then what happens? What is upon us? Our responsibility in honoring this inspired right action is commitment. Oh, I'm not done yet. I just thought I'd break it up for you guys. Take it easy. Okay, so commitment. Yes, let's talk about it. Now in Kundalini Yoga, there is such a great importance on the idea of commitment. It is said and taught to be the first and most important pillar of becoming a transformed, autonomous, intentionally characterized human. It begins with commitment and it never leaves commitment. Hence, the importance and tradition of practicing the daily sadhana of a kundalini practice. Sadhana being the practice of kundalini yoga. By committing to what is important for ourselves and never wavering on it, we become a human that does not bend our morals to circumstance. We become an immovable force in our characterization. We develop a level of self-respect 
that cannot be permeated by any outside sources whatsoever. What begins with self-commitment cultivates within ourselves a deep self-trust, a deep knowing of who we are and what we stand for, and that we will never bend on what we stand for in any circumstance. We become a human of our morals, unshakably so. We become impervious to the assertion of outside agenda. The guides channeled to me two faucets of commitment. I started by explaining one on being the daily commitment of showing up every day. And I explained the second in being the commitment of command in devoting our entire focus and attention with deep intensity and passion and devotion to the task at hand. I mean, really, if I were going to go back, I might swap them and say it starts with the commitment of command. And then we commit our command to the task at hand every day. But you get what I mean. Both are equally important. When we commit our full command to an idea in ceremonious manner, when we mean it with our full focus and attention, we're drawing back all of our energy, which may be diluted, diffused, and tied in other sources. And we're delivering our full creative capacity to the idea. We are consecrating it. We are making it sacred. We are birthing life force energy into it because that's what happens when we focus in this way. And then when we commit day after day, the commitment of repetitively showing up in this way. It allows the birthing process of this creative idea to develop its own efficacy by way of cosmic momentum. It's really quite amazing how it works. But our consciousness is comprised of the fabric of pure life force energy, which is the unseen substance, pure creative potential that runs through all things. And when we deliver it to an idea with great focus and continue to attain tune ourselves to this idea. It is birthed, it is birthed, it is birthed and develops its own momentum by way of cosmic intervention in our favor, in its favor, not intervention, but assistance nourishment. This is cosmic co-creation at work. And further recap, I also briefly touched on the idea of a concept known as jumping timelines or collapsing timelines. If you're new to this idea, it might sound a little out there, but essentially it's a spiritual term for the idea of changing trajectories, changing gears, but in a big, bold, chess-moving way. We are able to jump timelines, collapse timelines, shift the trajectory of our life affairs by practicing conscious commitment in this way with our full command, committing to the task at hand and showing up every day in repetitive commitment with total devotion to the right action upon us. In this way, when we align our thoughts, actions, patterns, and habits, all of our behaviors to the right action before us in service of the inspired idea, we become truly capable. We move from being the affected human, affected by circumstance, to the effective leader of our lives. A further recap on the idea of right action when we receive it in transmission, we will recognize it because of how it feels. It will be delivered to us in a way that we can recognize through deep sensation. And this deep sensation is also an example of soul speak, of communication from the higher energetic self in the form of a yes, a green flag. And so the invitation overall is to, in recognizing, yes, the aggravated state as being soul speak, an opportunity to reassess, reconnect, redirect, but the deeper sensory sensations of this exaltation and the guidance and inspirations that 
that are delivered with it are equally important to recognize and honor as being the green flag yeses. And because we receive it in a way that feels like a yes, we then devote ourselves to this right action in honoring it. I talked about in the first segment, the idea of bhakti. Bhakti is the Sanskrit term we use in Kundalini Yoga that refers to a devotional practice. It is the practice of meeting God, of meeting source, the universe, universal love, the cosmos, of meeting divinity through service through total devotion of ourselves with great commitment to the task that is upon us, to the idea that is before us. I shared the example that my relationship to my acting career is one of bhakti, that when a new role comes before me to play, oh, that almost sounds too light. I never would consider playing (laughs) to embody. It is the experience of bhakti to me. And it truly has been some of my earliest experiences of meeting the experience of yoga, of merging with divine. It's been through my devotion, through my bhakti to these characters. And lastly, to live with an awareness of what right action feels like is to elevate ourselves in the embodiment of who and what we really are. How it's shown to me, the guides show me this beautiful visual. Our energetic selves are a frequency, a particular shade, a hue, comprised of, it almost looks like a genetic code, even though it's energetic. And when we as individuals behave in the service of right action, which will always be an action in service of the highest good. It is always doing the right thing. It is righteous living. The guides show me this visual. It's beautiful. That one piece of the genetic code, metaphorically, of our authentic signature self in the frequency code lights up, illuminates brightly, and there becomes a ripple effect of this heightened frequency throughout the all rest of our energetic composition and we literally glow brighter. That's how they show it to me. In this way, we are more fully delivered to ourselves through living the committed life of the righteous path. Our presence glows before us, around us, through us, expansive of us. I will speak much more about this because it's a, there's a greater phenomenon happening here and I will speak about it in future episodes, but to live in right action in this awareness with these ideas in commitment with full command and committed daily work is to transform our embodiment to the highest elevated state of being of who and what we really truly are. All right, that's a great big long recap, my friends. Let's transition to the teachings. And as always, I invite you at this time before we enter the teaching segment to just pause at this time. Whatever else you may be up to, if you're driving, if you're multitasking in any other way, what we're about to do next is not really the sort of thing that you can multitask with. So for safety's sake, and so that you get the most out of what you can with this next teaching. If you're busy with other things, meet me later. But let's get to work. All right, y'all, let's get to the tool set in honor of this episode's channeled insight. And so this is how it's going to work. I'm going to explain what we're going to do. I'm going to set you up with the posture, with an explanation of the teaching. I'm going to provide you with the steps of how to engage in this particular Kriya. And then I'm going to invite you to pause the podcast. There'll be a quick musical interlude. You'll pause the podcast, set a timer for the duration of your practice. And when the timer goes off, you're going to join me again on the podcast and I will close you out of the Kriya 
and guide you into the next step. So I'm going to lead you through a quick Kundalini yoga set. Now there are thousands of Kriyas, Pranayamas, which are breathwork exercises and meditations in the Kundalini yoga repertoire to choose from. Some of them are really quite complicated. Some of the Kriyas have multiple steps to them and take really quite some time. But for the sake of simplicity and just in general, I'm so passionate about wanting to provide an introduction to those that may not be familiar with the Kundalini yoga practice with some of the tool sets that are so quick, efficient, they, they work quickly, and they get us to the point really quickly. And so today I'm going to be teaching something that I've taught before on my Kirti Kundalini Instagram page, but I'm going to be walking you through an exercise called the Ego Eradicator. It's a very quick three minute at full length Kriya, that is also a breathwork practice. So in three minutes, my intention is to deliver you to an experience of Shunya. We're able to arrive to that zero state, the neutral ground, and access that deep calm very quickly, very efficiently, very effectively. And from there, I'm going to guide you through a really quick sort of dialogue with your higher energetic self as a guideline for you. And you'll be able to take the lead for your own self as you commit to this practice, right? So the theme of this episode is one on commitment. So as you decide to, if it calls to you, commit to this idea of working, you can take this form of dialoguing with your higher energetic self and engage with it in your own way. So my intention with this teaching that I'm about to lead you through is just to provide you with the very efficient tool that allows you to access the neutral ground, the Shunya state very quickly. And then from there, dialogue with the higher energetic self to receive that inspired insight. Now, again, we're going to be utilizing commitment, utilizing the idea of commitment in two ways. The first of which is in full command in the power of your intention. So in fully arriving right here, commanding your full focus and attention and delivering yourself to this ceremonious practice as we begin it. And then as you feel called to engaging in the commitment of doing this repeatedly every day for as long as you feel called to. The invitation is to begin with a week. As I say, classically speaking in the Kundalini yoga practice, we go by the number 40, 40 to begin to, to alter an old pattern, 90 days to establish a new one. But what can you commit to and how do you feel with the committed practice? Committing fully with the command of your full focus and attention in the moment as you engage with this practice and then the daily commitment. Let's see what comes through. So to begin with, sitting with a tall spine, cross-legged if you're comfortable. Now, the reason that we sit with the tall spine, I do just want to mention, as we engage in our life experiences, right, as I've mentioned, interfacing with environment, it is said that in every experience of tension, so that's ideologically trauma, in every experience of tension or trauma that we experience in our environment, that we become aggravated in, that we are not able to express, release through, or complete an action 
in releasing our physical form against that tension and stress and friction and aggravation, there's going to be an element of tension that is withheld in the muscular structure of our system. And so that's how in all forms of yoga practice, we can experience this relaxation, this exaltation, and even an awakening of the whole system in any form of even asana practice, of deep stretching, of yin, because it's opening up the muscle fibers and releasing that stored tension from all of the times that we have felt aggravated in the moment and not have been able to release. And so this is how, and this, I explain this because I want you to understand why we sit with a tall spine, why we sit with an elevated spine in cross-legged pose if you can. Hips elevated is fine. And it's because it actually delivers us to releasing our physical form from the posture related to that stress and friction that has been held in the physical form of your personality self. So we want to sit with the tall spine, which also aligns the seven major energy centers along the spine, the chakra system, with the top of the ground elevated and with the shoulders dropped back so that we're able to open our system to the moment to right now. And as always, we begin the practice with the Adi Mantra, so hands in prayer at the heart center, chanting three times to open the practice. Ong Nemo Gurudev Nemo. Chanting three times. Ong Nemo Gurudev Nemo. Ong Nemo Gurudev Nemo. Ong Nemo Gurudev Nemo. I bow to the infinite wisdom within. And then repeating three times the Mangala Charn, the protective mantra. And as you chant this mantra, imagining white light surrounding you from your right to your back, to your left and to your front three times. Inhale. Imagine yourself surrounded in that brilliant white light protecting you. Exhale. Satnam. And now we begin. So to begin with, we're going to be engaging in just a quick three-minute ego eradicator. This is a full kriya and a pranayama, and it will deliver us to that state of shunya immediately. So still sitting with the tall spine, take both hands, curl all four fingers in, leaving the thumbs up, and we're not curling the hands in a fist. You're going to feel a stretch across the back of the knuckles. So feel that, feel that stretch across the back of the knuckles. The fingertips are curled in, and the thumbs are up. You're going to bring the arms up to 60 degrees. Thumbs are pointing inward. And with the tall spine, we're going to engage in a breath of fire, which is repetitively snapping the navel into the center, focusing on the exhale. Eyes are closed and focused at the third eye center. So you're just going to engage in that repetitive exhalation, snapping the navel into the spine. And we're going to do that for three minutes. 
on your own time. Particularly important to focus on the sharp exhalations with a mouth closed through the nose. So now is the time to press pause on the podcast. Set a timer for three minutes engaging in this pranayama with the posture as I've described. And when your three minutes is up, press play. I will guide you through the next step. When the three minutes is complete, bring the thumb tips together directly over top of your head. Release the fingertips up to the heavens. Take a deep breath in and hold as you squeeze the navel, sex organs, and anus in very tightly. I know that sounds funny, but we're applying pressure to the base of the spine, that dormant energy at the base of the spine, the kundalini energy. So squeeze, 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 squeeze on a full inhalation reaching up with your fingertips. And then as you exhale, sweeping your arms out like angel wings all the way down to the earth. One inhalation. And a full exhalation. This time holding on empty, squeezing once again the navel, anus, sex organ. Squeeze, 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 squeeze on empty. Eyes are focused at the third eye point. And release, inhale in. Sitting tall and experience yourself fully drop in, fully drop in, fully drop in. Feel the breath in the body. This is the zero state, this is Shunya, this is the neutral ground. Bring your full attention and focus to the breath. Now with your eyes closed, I invite you to bring your sight, your inner sight with your eyes closed to the very top of the crown of your head. Imagine a golden white shimmering light opening at the very top of the crown of your head and breathe into that light as it enters your head. Feel that warm, bright, brilliant, golden white light. Feel your head and down your spine, breathing it in as it descends. This light fills you with your breath. This light is your higher intelligence as it completely breathes into every cell of your body, this higher intelligence that is you. Feel it on a deeper sensory level. And now is when I invite you to pose a question to this higher intelligence. That question can be specific to you as you decide to pose it. It can be what is an inspired right action that I can take that will fill me with exaltation? 
what is an inspired right action that I can take, what must be done What is my calling at this time? What is my calling at this time? Higher intelligence, what do I need to know at this time? What action can I take? that will allow me to know full inspiration? What action can I take that will allow me to know? My healing, what action can I take that will allow me to know my love? What action can I take that will allow me to know my creativity? What do you want to know? Pose the question. Receive the answer, receive the insight, receive the transmission. Receive the answer, receive the insight, receive the transmission. Stay here as long as you like. And when you're done, hands in prayer at heart center. Chanting one long satnam. Inhale. Satnam. Satnam. Meaning my name is truth, my identity is truth. When you're done bowing your head, thanking yourself for this. And now is a wonderful time to journal, to write down, to clarify, to sketch an image, to write a word, whatever it is that comes to you. And I deeply encourage you to engage in this practice, right? This consistency, this commitment in a timely manner, day after day, commit to a week, Follow the threads of this synchronicity that arise to support you in receiving this information, this inspiration, this transmission, this soul healing practice. And this is how it begins, and this is how it deepens, and this is how it opens and blossoms. This is the tool set for this week. I hope it finds you as you need it. I love you so much. And I will speak to you very soon. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Kuti Kundalini Podcast. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a moment, it would mean the world to me if you took a moment to rate and comment on the material on Apple iTunes. This helps support my sole purpose of sharing these teachings into the world. 
as Apple will promote my material based on this type of platform interaction. Additionally, I invite you to share this episode, share this podcast series on your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, shout it from the rooftops, tell your friends in whatever way you feel called to do so. Again, it helps me to get these teachings, which are my sole purpose, out into the world. And I thank you from my heart. And as always, please don't hesitate to be in touch with me with your questions, queries, your thoughts and feelings. I am here for it. You can find me on my platform, kirtikundalini.com. You can sign up for the email list, which is a great way to keep in touch with me. And it's where I will also share all of the opportunities to work with me individually, if this calls to you in any way. Thank you so much for being here. Lots of love. I'll see you soon. Thank you.